I want you to understand the music industry is dead only to that point like you know what I mean like that's their final frontier being able to control FM radio the thing that you turn on the first thing you do when you get in your car welcome to musically speaking the podcast with your hosts Lewis and Pedro where we discuss all things music the business of music and making your mark as an independent artist we're glad you're here so let's get this show started What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Lewis. And my name is Pedro. And we got a special guest in the building, the one and only entrepreneur, artist, producer, man of all things, Mr. Ty Bless. What's going on, my brother? What up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you won, brother. I'm glad you won. We, uh, we got something interesting we wanted to chat with you about, man, and we thought that you were kind of one of the perfect voices in the field who, who can kind of shed light on this topic and and you know we're, we're just about building up artists in, in terms of in, their independent music making sure they understand what right moves to make and we want to talk about radio we want to talk about radio play and and this day and age is, is kind of spread so wide right now when we say radio we're not just talking about fm am anymore we're talking about internet radio we're talking about streaming we're talking about Facebook Live, social media. There's so much out there to, to kind of encapsulate and kind of get an understanding of. We kind of want to kind of walk through that. I think it's important to also point out that Ty has been around the music business for a, a long time. So he's been able to see the changes within the music landscape. So there was a point where being on AM, FM, you know, being part of the radio scene, getting your song on someone's playlist in a an FM station or even college was super important, but that might not be the case anymore. And Typeless has seen that evolution. So it'd be good to hear, at least from your point of view, Ty, what were your thoughts uh, in the beginning you know, you want to get your song on the radio. What was that process like? Well, in the beginning, it wasn't my job because I was signed to a label that did it all the all that hard ass work for me. You know, so it was like, but that was always the end all be all. That was the reason why you wanted the deal. That's why you wanted to sign in the first place because they had the power, the clout, and the money. Because we, we didn't know that going in, we would think we didn't think about the money because we thought if our music was good enough, the radio would want to pick it up anyway, right? You know, that was the purity, but. They'd had the money to get you on the radio. Now, that's important there. I think that's an important piece that we need to point out is that you weren't doing that. You weren't going to the station. You weren't doing any of that work. You were the artist. Your job was to create art, right? Exactly. That was my job. To deliver, to deliver the, the music. That was really, it was really that simple. That seems like centuries ago. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And try to come in under budget. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the that was the game. So I could take some money home with me. And if you if you think about it, and Lewis, you can probably chime in on this too. If you think about it, it's probably very difficult for an artist who probably knows they have what it takes, because most artists feel that they have what it takes, but they feel like they have to almost do all the heavy lifting now. Is is does that make sense? It makes sense now because you know what? It, you get a bigger percentage. You know what I mean? Back then, like, Tommy Boy was going to cut you, or Tommy Boy or Select Records, depending on your standing. If you're an entry-level artist, they was going to cut you between 8 and 10% of your record. 
You know what I'm saying? And if you were really, really, really good, they liked you, you could get up to like 12 to 14% of your record. If you was Michael Jackson, you was getting like 15, 16% of your record. So now you're getting like 50% of your record or 70, you know, depending. If you have if you have no label and you're independent, iTunes takes what? What, what, 20 something percent? A little bit less than that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the money's coming back to you, so you should do all the heavy lifting. Well, now that you mentioned that, let's let's go back again, back to, to the old school way of doing it, right? I remember a time where college radio was that intermediate point, right? Where where artists would walk in those doors because they were more they were more, you know, susceptible to to indie artists who are banging on their block, you know what I'm saying, who 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 are jumping off and they would bring them into those radio platforms and you know, you, I would think that was more considered more grassroots. That was considered more underground. Shows like uh, Stretch and Bobito, for example, were one of, one of the, the the pioneers on that. And I remember going through that as an artist, you know, and, and going through that that phase. And that was important. I think that was important in, to, in terms of building your fan base locally. I mean, did you, do, you, do you share that experience? It used to be important, but now, I guess because of the, you know, the whole streaming and everybody has their own playlist thing, I'm, I'm not sure how that works now. But let me tell you, I was, even as up to maybe two years ago, I was still doing Stony Brook University with Eddie B. Swift. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they had live college radio show. So, I mean, and then they did have a listening audience, but, I, you know, People are so distracted with their own media and playing it at their own time within their own space that nowadays, interactively, I'm not sure how important college radio is. Ah, yeah, you hit a good point there. And that's the on-demand aspect of music, right? Because before it was radio stations, you, you know, you had to listen to their, their their time slot and get your fan base to chime in. But now it's more about playing the music when you want it, on demand. Makes sense. Yeah. Now let's let's touch upon that aspect though, right? Because internet radio is it blew up, has been blowing up. It, there is some sort of you know energy that was there. I think podcasting and some of that other stuff and streaming has taken it away a little bit. But how does on demand fit with the internet radio model? In other words, if you like a particular genre, on demand, you go to that website or whatever. Where does internet radio fit into all of this tie? And you you have a guess what? Um, you I have know, a little bit of love in there. You know, we know, we know us at Extreme X Radio. We've been uh, been here since two thousand ten. So it's like I've sat there and I've been having that dilemma and watching our numbers dwindle because of the interactivity of Facebook Live. You know what mm. I'm saying? And it's been a battle that I've been trying to fight with. You know, by my, you know, it's been it's felt it's been a losing battle. Being honest with you, because you know, you'll have people out there, they'll take shots at you. Oh, you you think your station is this or that, but it's not really popping because your, your listeners aren't really listening. Well, because they're not listening in time anymore. They're listening when they feel like it. They're listening to the Mixcloud podcast that we create afterwards now. You know what I mean? It's not as easy if you don't have them on. People don't want to leave Facebook. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. It's like they're, even the music people who throw music up there, they're getting flagged for it. They're getting their videos taken down. So what we've done at Extremix Radio, we did a partnership with Edits Planet, and we've created our own social media background where we can have it's just just like it's really just like Facebook. And we know once I upgrade it, it's going to be where we can all stream our music and our our shows live right there without getting flagged. That's been my that's been my that's been the way to combat. And as well as I'm getting with another person, you know that that works at. 97.5 my lawyer Jamal 
we're going to make Extreme Rich Radio evolve into a, a podcast network. Mm, okay, interesting. Because I was, I'm a, yeah, that's where that's where we're going with it. That's where, that's that's my goal. So you know, so we have to go with the times. You, you can't fight it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you it's know, like an evolution. Yeah, you know, the Facebook DJ, the, the Facebook Live DJs are giving artists their repetitive their impressions that they used to get from the radio. It's working. You know what I'm saying? It's not the fan base isn't as big as we want it to be yet because of the limit the limitations of certain people, but it could grow as big as we need it to be. You know what I mean? As long as you know, and, and it's all about how hard you promote it, who you know what I mean, and what levels you can take it to. After you do your live, where can you take it to when you go, when you go to the club level or the arena level? You know what I mean. That's where it is now. That's I'm seeing people like Frankie Cutlass capitalize off of his numbers and take it. You know what I mean. And he and he have he has pr- promoters invest in him all around. You know whether it be Florida, Jersey, and he's doing a lot bigger things, boat rides, shows. So it's you know it's definitely has it has a, it has a, it's those numbers. Even though people might have their feelings about whatever the numbers might be. It's turning into dollars and cents for certain people. Mm, that makes perfect sense. And then, and then when you talk about just the, the evolution of it, so you mentioned about moving to like a kind of a podcast platform, and Pedro and I have been talking about that. You know, just how the podcast has has been on the come up, right? And it's been kind of a almost a go to place for for indie artists to jump on, you know, particular podcast shows that are popular. And, and and capitalize on that, and I just I, it just feels like we keep moving, moving, it, it moving such at a fast pace too. It's so fast, yeah, it's yeah. alarming. If you blink, you go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? You wake up. I say you when you you want you go away to Puerto Rico, and you have no you know what's going on. You come back for a week, you be you'll be a little bit lost because things change that fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's really that quick, you know. And, and to people who can stay up on it, like I get tired, I get exhausted sometimes. I'll be honest with you guys. I get exhausted trying to keep up with all the changes. You know what I mean? I'm like once, I'm like once I f- I get to a certain point and I start readying my project to, or whatever I'm trying to do, whether it be radio, music, production, whatever it is, I move it and I get ready to gear it for something. They move the goalposts again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy. You know, and and just think about it now in the mind of an independent artist, right? So one of the first questions they got is, well, where do I go to get my music played? Right, because there's a whole strategy that has to go around that. Do they focus on, you know, what we call terrestrial radio? I mean, that's that's the old model, right? And and usually that's really you got to go through labels and that's money, um, and th- and that's a different whole animal in itself. You got college. That you know, to be honest, you know, just to stop at that point, I want you to understand. Yeah. the music industry is dead. Only to that point like you know what I mean like that's their final frontier being able to control FM radio the people so the thing that you turn on the first thing you do when you get in your car I mean even though people still have their aux cord they still have now they have they, they have USBs and everything people still listen to the radio and they still give them that validation of okay this is official because it's on this radio station that still does have that power but it's mm-hmm. the final frontier and once that's gone which and it's gone it's going fast because Playlists are everywhere, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on Tidal, whether it be on uh, Apple Music, whether it be YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Even YouTube has a back page social media option now. So it's like, you know, people are spending more time where they want to be at to get what they want. So yeah, yeah. And now that you mention that too, even for YouTube, I mean, you got big morning shows like on Hot 97. Um, uh, I forgot the other station out there in New York. The, but The their, Breakfast their Club, shows, yeah, Ebro yeah, in the Breakfast morning. Club, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, their podcast... Are, are probably bigger than their their live shows. They are <laughs> the Charlemagne shows. Like that's my shout out to my boy Charlemagne, the guy um, who I have the actual pleasure to know and you know, nice and to be a part of their crew a little bit. Like 
Um, even his bodyguard Wax has a podcast called Bully and the Beast, <laughs> and it's the fu- <laughs> it's one of the funniest podcasts that out there. Crazy. His bodyguard Charlemagne the God owns a podcast network. He's the one that that's where I got the idea from. Like he has a podcast you, network man. that actually has. Shout out to Noriega. Um, he has you know y'all 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 know about Drink Champs, of course, one of the the biggest podcasts, right? So it's like. Nori has another podcast. It's called On the Run Eden. That's on Charlemagne the God's podcast network. You see what that's I'm dope. saying? That's so dope. where you, then you have people like Rock the Rock Nation. They got Fat Joe on his podcast network. Then you got Joe Button, who's on like everybody's. They're getting signed to deals by these distributors yeah. for being for even for Eminem podcast. has his own network, and so you got Sway, you got Joe Button. I mean, you got yeah, just just big players in the game, man. And then and then they take the podcast, and now they go on the road, bro. They tour with their podcast. That's crazy. That's the move. You see, Pedro, you're right, bro. You see, what I'm saying. So they're doing that. My shot. And then you, you see, you see the other guys now. Um, they call them. I think the my boys. Um, they was on Wild and Out. It's the three of them. Um, the funny guy. Oh my god, I can't think of his name right now. Oh my god, from Wild and Out. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, the skinny guy. Yeah, um, but they got they, they got their three man crew and they on the road with their podcast doing it. They, they, there's their podcast is really live. They go around, they have a little show, they sing a little, they they but there's a lot of jokes. They roast people in the audience, and that becomes their podcast. It is crazy. And then some yeah. of the podcasts are actually visual, so it's like there's like there's no limit to what you could possibly do. Just about being creative and coming up with the hottest possible content you could possibly come up with, you know, and being consistent with it. Of course. That's really important. Now, in terms of, of a musician, you know, podcasting seems to be the place where if you want to have an outlet, that's where you go. And there's an infinite number of possibilities in terms of topics. But you're an artist. You have a particular genre or something that you're, you know, an audience that you want to reach. And and Ty, you can speak to this. What what does that artists have to do now in terms of research to see to say i gotta reach this group of people what what podcasts are they listening to how do you get to that point that research piece well that research piece you're doing it by yourself you have to know your genre you have to know you have to know who who is the top person that your fan base turns to when they want to get their information mm. You know, you have to know that you have to feel you have to you have to be a part of the vibe. If you know, like like if you're a young rapper, you know you're gonna go to academics. You know you got to see academics. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If you're a little bit of, a, a older years, you want to go see Charlemagne or you want to go see Ebro. You know what I'm saying? People like that. Then if you're when you, once you really make it, you want to go see those guys on on title. Like you know what's the name? Elliot, what man? That boy, my boy Elliot, and people like that. Like it's it depends where you are. You know what I'm saying? My lawyer, God rest in peace. His name was Reginaldo Say. He he became Combat Jack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I so it's crazy. That. I remember. I remember his yep. show. He's the one who did my deal with Select Records. <laughs> it's sick, you know. So there's and you know there's all there's it's all depends on how creative you want to be with it. I definitely have something coming down the pike. You know what I'm saying? With you know what I'm saying me and me and a family podcast type of a thing. So I think it's important to reiterate what what Ty just said is that you need to know your audience. So it doesn't matter how good your music is. If you don't know where to get your music played, you're going to have no shot in becoming something. And and sometimes it takes multiple tries. I mean, Ty, you can, and Lewis, you can speak to this. You're going to fall flat a couple of times because the world moves really quick. Yeah, man. People, people, if you don't fail, yeah, I'm telling you, I feel sorry for anybody who wins without failing first. I just do. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. You got to fail a couple hundred times. 
that's how you figure this all out. Like, you know what I mean? Right now, right now, I'm I'm, I'm trying to make my own t-shirts right now, right? I'm trying to figure out which press to buy, all these other things. I've never done it before. I've, you know what I mean? I've never been into it. But it's something that I have to learn. I have to fail at it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I bought the wrong sublim paper. I got to buy the vinyl paper. It, things like, it's that's how this game works as well, you know? Me, when I put out a song now, I have a process that's working for me. I go, uh, it's networking. I go straight to the DJs and I let them have it. You know what I mean? Now, talking about the DJ, right? So the value of the DJ has kind of morphed into something different. I mean, now the DJ lives online. They live on Facebook. You know, it's important to think about that when you're promoting your music. You know, do you just jump on any DJ show? Is there a hierarchy? Is there... uh? any pitfalls to doing that you know because it, 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 it seems like it's saturated there are so many djs so many dj shows every day of every hour you know, i don't play i don't play the hierarchy game i'm being honest with you i want everybody to play my stuff as I, I, i'm being I, I i treat the janitor the way i treat the way i treat the ceo bro that's how that's been my way of doing it makes sense so i mean a dj can have two listeners and then one dj can have 18 one can have yep, a thousand I treat them all it doesn't the matter I thank them. Yo, you don't understand. Like, Lewis, come on, Lewis. You're an artist yourself. You know how it is, bro. How we go through things where, like, people just don't like you for because a a girl, like, think you're cute or some crazy shit like that. And then, you know what I mean? And they don't play you, like, and or to put out a record and nobody pay attention to it. Yo, every day, all I need is one, one, one fan or one DJ to help me just to be like, yo, I still believe in your music. I need that one person. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. If it's that one person playing my shit and he's only got three people listening, I love that one person for doing that for me. That's just who I am. You know what I mean? That's because it, 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 one that one turns to ten, that ten turns into a hundred, and that's just how this works. That's an important point to make in terms of, and it doesn't really matter who is you know how many people are listening. Don't concentrate on the number so much, but concentrate on the uniqueness of that number because. That's how you make a fan. That's how you get people to... That's how that ball starts to roll and then kind of blows up. And, you know, I guess to give an interesting example, I mean, Lil Nas X right now is huge. He's a big, big artist. But it kind of started almost like a meme. You heard that song. A few people liked it. Then it kind of snowballed. And then somebody played it. it, But that's consistency there. So, you know, Ty, you made a very good point. That doesn't really matter... If there's a million DJs out there, if if they all play your song once, you got a million exactly. plays. Exactly, and the, you know, and to get your impressions back, back, and you know, people don't know the the game, the science of it, but I do. You know, I mean, you're in the music industry as long as I am, you need 150 impressions per listener so they know your record. And mm-hmm. how are you gonna get that if you're not on the radio? The radio, that's why our radio plays a song 45 times a day. Yeah, they yeah. Want to, that's how they break your record. You know what I mean? So these things that are happening. Absolutely true. You know, music is a big world, right? You have hip hop and all different genres. How do you think that translates into other genres, like like hip hop, for example? Hip hop is big, booming business, baby. That's like ching ching right now. <laughs> it's ching ching. That's pop music. Like hip hop is the now the base of all music. And I I've been I I sat back and made the observation. I'd be like, look, even a rock record starts with the country record start with harder hip hop drums now. Like everything is starting with, you know, this is it. I'm going to start here. Nas X then we're going to turn it this in, in, way. In the country charts. Right. You know what I mean? Because, and that's, but that's because hip hop has always been that thing that took from everything else. So not everything right. else is taken from hip hop. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not mad at it, but you know, but that, but that, 
you know, like you said, we would be talking about little numbers and freestyle, but now you're talking about Little Nas X being a number one record for 17 weeks in a row. You're talking about big time numbers. You know big what I mean? Hell yeah. You know, talk about you talk about multiple multiple streams of revenue for that for that for that artist and for whatever his company is. Yeah, podcast yeah. streams, all these kids playing it. I'm talking about like it's ridiculous. I was at a birthday party the other day and they played it like two or three times, and then the kid performed it on the karaoke machine, and then they did musical chairs to it. <laughs> How many streams he got that day? Wow, that's crazy, yo. That, <laughs> that, his bank must be must be you know what I'm hard right. <laughs> so that's how it is, man. You know, you, you kind of want to be somewhere in the middle, like you know, being able to be that do that consistently because it's gonna be. I, I don't know how well he's gonna be able to do that again for his next song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We actually we talked about that in our last episode. Uh, you know, just is it a is it a you know is he gonna be a one time hit? You know, what, what do you call one hit wonder? Who knows? I mean, even though his follow up with 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 uh was it with Nikki? Cardi, Cardi B. B. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Cardi. Oh my God, she probably kill me for saying that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the rodeo. Yeah, rodeo. I mean, did pretty well. I mean, I don't know if it's doing that. You know, it was okay. kind of numbers, but it, 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 it's not this one because that that other one wasn't finished. They thought it was finished, but it wasn't finished. Yo, Old Town Road has legs still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it's the song, the song, the song. That's, that's where know. it starts, and that's where Can't it nobody tell right. me nothing. Well, this concludes this episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. But be sure to check us out on our next one, where we have part two of our interview with Ty Bless. We talk a little bit more about the music industry, whether you want to get signed as an independent artist. And it actually kicks off our month-long series in September for the independent artist, Breaking the Barrier. Everything you need to know as an independent artist to be successful in this game. But before you go, please wait until the very end of this episode to hear Ty Bless's newest single, Stand By Me. As usual, please share, comment, subscribe, and keep listening we'll catch you on the next one peace thank you for tuning in to musically speaking with your hosts lewis and pedro be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes past episodes and our blog please subscribe like or share with a friend till next time